Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now, it is, very, it is time for a very special guest. Joining us now on the BuyerSafety.com hotline from Radio.com uh, is Sports NFL Insider Ross Tucker, brought to you by uh, Indeed. Uh, post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire catch ross every weekday on home and home it's his new show out right now on radio.com go to radio.com slash home or search home on the radio.com app how you doing today ross i'm doing awesome i don't know though that you guys know what you did to to the philadelphia area and eagles fans though i i grew up outside of philly i still live here i do the eagles preseason games on tv i do their pregame radio and man it's it's bad it's about it's about as bad as i can remember it in a long time up here right now well it's interesting you say that because we've got cataldi here with us on the air right now cataldi do you want to weigh in on what we've done the cowboys did to philly i don't want to weigh in on it right now (laughs) (laughs) we we love listening in to the whip they would disgrace themselves that's a lot of that going on on Philly That's Radio, a lot right? of good stuff there. <laughs> How do you have tolerance for that kind of crap, Ross? What's that? How do you have tolerance for that type of sports talk radio? It seems wow. to probably test a man's will a little bit, I would think. <laughs> you know what? I, I love it, and everybody in Philly loves it because I grew up with it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, mean I, I, I can remember... When I was seven, eight, nine, ten, listening to Angelo, he's a he's a legend. And I will say this, uh, you know, every every head coach or manager of any sport in the city talks to him at least once a week, and he commands a lot of respect. He asks the tough questions. I think a lot of times he's 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 coming from the perspective of where a lot of the fans are coming from, right or wrong, right. Yeah, no, 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 we, we totally understand that. And, you know, actually, Ben and I, uh, we don't really try to position ourselves as hard-hitting journalists. We grew up in Dallas, so we're not uh, in any way unbiased. We want the Mavericks and the Cowboys and the Rangers and the Stars to win every single time they go out and play. Uh, we're fans of those teams. We grew up here. And if you work in the sports business, I don't understand how you would just quit enjoying sports as a fan. Never really seemed to make sense to me, but... That's a different conversation. I guess what I do want to know, though, from a Cowboy perspective is uh, you look at the Eagles' schedule and you go, okay, I could see them getting back into this, but they seem to have a lot of problems. What is your prognosis for that team moving forward? Are they going to get their act together at some point? Well, I think some of it depends on, you know, when certain guys get healthy. Um, You know, they have not had – Deshaun Jackson since five plays into the second game of the year and he was unbelievable in the first game and I think it's made a big difference they don't really have another deep threat and even when he wasn't making big plays he was opening things up for the other guys I don't know I mean at this point he's now missed five games in a row so whatever's going on and really most of the sixth game 
he barely played against the Falcons. So haven't been able to get any clarity on his injury or when he'll be back. That's a big one. Tim Jernigan, the D tackle, is a big one as well because they lost Malik Jackson for the season. Here's the deal. Their next four games are Bills, Bears, Patriots, Seahawks. If they can split those four, and maybe even go three and one, but if they can split those four and go two and two, then they will be five and six and end the season against Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys at home, and Giants. They've got a very good chance to win those last five games, obviously the Cowboys being the biggest one amongst them. So that's that's really – they need to find a way to win two of these next four games, and then they have a decent chance to still go 10-6 and or probably 9-7 and at worst. All right, I want to ask you about the story. Uh, Adam Schefter in a pregame show was talking about the idea that, hey, maybe, maybe after this season Tom Brady would consider going to another team, that he had his, his contract was set up where he could void it out if he wanted to, he could bail, his trainer's selling his house, he's selling his house. It's a lot of speculation, obviously, but could you ever see a scenario in which Tom Brady would, would leave the Patriots to go play somewhere else at his age? Yeah, so I, I said, so I played with Tom and I played in New England in 05 and 06. And I always said that he was going to end his career somewhere else because he is the most stubborn, self motivated guy I've ever met. So I felt like, you know, even at age 38 or 40 or whatever, he would still think he can play at a high level. And then at some point, Belichick would decide, you know what? He's really not playing at high enough of a level anymore. And Belichick's so unsentimental that he would move on. So I felt like it would come to that point at some point, but that was before he was still winning Super Bowls at 41 and still undefeated, you know, this year at 42 or whatever he is, right? So I, I, I always thought that that would happen. I think it's too late now. I mean, I really do. I think... I think if anything, he retires after this year, or maybe if he plays again, it's in New England. I think I think that ship has sailed, yeah. and that it might have happened the last four years. I know people are putting together, you know, all the reading the tea leaves and Adam did about the the house and everything like that. I just think he he wants to live elsewhere when he's done playing, and he's kind of getting a jump start on that, but can still have a place in New England. I think it probably has something to do with his kids and schooling or whatever, I'd be surprised. But I wouldn't put it at 0%. I mean, I'd put it at 5 maybe 10% that he plays somewhere else. I still think it's 90 95% that he finishes his career with the Patriots. Yeah, it's interesting. Pulling up your lifelong football roots at 43 uh, seems like, seems like a, an interesting decision. All right, we're talking to Ross Tucker here on the Ben and Skin Show. I want to know your assessment of the Cowboys. What is their top end? Uh, in your opinion, and what what are some of the things that might hold them back from being what what the fans here want them to be? So I still think that they have a chance to be a Super Bowl team. I just think it's going to be tough for them because the schedule gets a little bit tougher, and it's been at least six years since anybody other than a number one or a number two seed has gone to the Super Bowl, mm. and I think it's going to be pretty tough for them. You know, I mean, you look at what the Niners are doing. 
you look at what the Saints and Packers are doing, it's going to be pretty hard for the Cowboys to get the one or the two seed. I mean, I think they'll end up being the three or the four if they win the division, which uh, there's a pretty good chance of that right now. And I think they are good enough where they could go and win three playoff games in a row, including two on the road. I just don't see it happening. I don't think they're consistent enough. I, I think I've actually been more disappointed maybe with their defense than their offense. I felt like Kellen Moore called a great game Sunday night. Dak played very well. I mean, everybody pretty much played well. And they are a different team for sure when Amari Cooper's back in the lineup and the difference that he made. And Kellen Moore was one step ahead of Jim Schwartz throughout. I guess I thought that their defense could really be dominating this year. And I still don't really see that. I thought they'd make more plays at the linebacker level. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence had a huge play against Lane Johnson early in that game. They did make the strip on Dallas Goddard. I think that's their ceiling. I mean, I think if if Jalen Smith and, and, and Van Der Esch are forcing fumbles, if Demarcus Lawrence is, is getting home and forcing fumbles, I really think they're as good as anybody. I just think the shame of it is at this point is that they're going to have to do it two playoff games on the road, even after they win a playoff game at home. I think that's tough. I mean, they're going to have to go to the Superdome or, you know, go to Lambeau in back-to-back weeks or maybe even go to San Francisco. We'll see. I think that's asking a lot. I mean, there's a reason why no team has done it. But I think that they have the ability to be as good as those teams at that point. I think they have the talent and the ability. I just, you know, with with them playing the way they did the last couple weeks, and losing the Jets, they just made it a lot, lot tougher road on themselves. I think it's inter- interesting that you brought up the 49ers. Are you buying that? They're 6-0. and Obviously kind of one really impressive victory when they shut down the Rams offense. But other than that, they haven't you know, played a ton of people, and you can only play who's on the schedule. But are you buying that uh, the San Francisco could legit be a team to go get home field in the NFC? Yeah, I am. Especially when they get guys – like McGlinchey and Joe Staley, both their tackles back. When they get Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback back. I mean, they're beating teams. Those are three important players for them. I mean, you guys saw what the Cowboys were like without their top two offensive tackles. And the Niners are winning anyway. They are dominant on defense. I mean dominant. You know, what they did to the Rams, I mean, they're, they're giving up less than 150 yards a game passing. They're shutting out teams on the regular, and they come at you in waves with all these guys that were first-round picks, top-ten picks, Armstead and Buckner and Bosa. That's what gives them a chance, and they run the ball very effectively. It's kind of interesting because that's kind of what the Saints are doing right now, too. They're playing great D, and they're running the ball pretty effectively behind that offensive line. I think that absolutely gives them a chance to potentially have home field advantage. I haven't looked at their schedule the rest of the way and of course I think they still have to play the Seahawks twice but yeah I'm, I'm buying it I love the Niners They're, I'm kind of adopting them for the rest of the year just because nice. I love how, I love the way they're playing their D coordinator cracks me up every time they make a stop like he gets these veins in his forehead he starts flexing thousand percent chance by the way that that guy gets the hood coaching job because there's gonna be some owner that sees him on the red zone flexing and going berserk and they're going to say, that's the guy I need. That's who I want. Might even be Jerry. I mean, if, they, if, if, if the Cowboys stumble and they fire Garrett, might even be Jerry that just says, that's who we need. We need that dude that's all jacked up for the Niners. 
All right, I like that. Let's let's talk about that. So Jason Garrett on the hot seat. We know that Jerry would love to retain him, keep him, extend him forever. Uh, he loves Jason Garrett, but uh, he's saying there's something out there. You need to go. You got to go get it. There's a carrot out there. But hypothetically, if things fell apart, the Cowboys didn't reach the playoffs, and Garrett got fired, do you think he'd be coveted? I mean, do you think he'd immediately get a job as a head coach? That's a good question. Um, I, I think you guys know this, but, you know, both Atlanta and Baltimore wanted to hire him when, and he declined and ended up being the Cowboys coach instead. Let me say this. As a guy that went to Princeton, I can say this. It looks real good on your resume. <laughs> and it, looks, it looks real good to, um, to billionaire owners. Like when he comes in for those interviews and Princeton educated, the way he carries himself, like he carries himself as the guy that you would want representing your franchise. He's very bright, handles himself amongst the media extremely well, if you're a guy that you're, you have to, like, hand over the keys to your organization to somebody, he really fits the mold. I mean, for 20 years now, anytime someone says, what college did you go to? And I say Prince, I go, oh, smart guy, which I'm not at all. Football helped me get in, but they at least think that. You know what I mean? Like, they, it, it's, you're at least ahead of the game. So I do think he would be coveted. Now, would he be more coveted than Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer, or the Niners D coordinator, Robert Sala, in between bicep curl sets? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if he'd be more coveted than those guys. It would depend on the amount of change that happens. But I think that there are also some things in his favor. I mean, look, you know, they've won playoff games. They've, they've hosted playoff games the last few years with a quarterback that a lot of people I think think is average in Dak Prescott. They won a playoff game last year. They were the number one seed Dak's rookie year. I mean, those are really feathers in his cap. Last year they were three and five, and he found a way when everybody thought, oh, he's done, he's being fired, it's over. He was able to rally them to, to go ahead and win the division and win a playoff game. So I think he has some – I know Cowboys fans don't like him, but he's got a lot of really good things on his resume. So, yeah, I think, he, I think he would be coveted. I guess my question is, what do you think the breaking point is? Like, if they don't make the playoffs, I'm sure he's getting, he, he's getting let go. That's right, a beauty of course. for Jerry, by the way. They don't even have to pay him. I mean, his contract just expired. If they right. go to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, he's obviously getting a new contract and he's staying. My question is, what happens if – they make the playoffs and win one playoff game. What happens if they make the playoffs and don't win any? What's your sense on that? Well, on this show, we have varying opinions. I believe that if he makes it to the NFC Championship game and they get beat soundly, he's gone. You you just – he's been been here as the head coach for over a decade. You know, Jerry and them, they they haven't been to an NFC title game since the mid-'90s. Their patience for not getting it done – and they have been more patient with him than anybody could possibly imagine. So yeah. if they go to the NFC title game and they get beat soundly, I don't think he's back. Yeah, Skin was saying gets to the Super Bowl or he's fired. I, I say he gets to the NFC championship game or he's fired. So regardless, lofty expectations, and he's got to get them to the next level or he's not coming back. 
Yeah, so, okay, so what you guys are saying is if they win a home playoff game and then they go to Green Bay or to the Superdome and lose. Not good enough. Not good I enough. I don't think – I mean, I think he's got to get them to the championship game, and, and if he does that, that's fine. If he gets them to the conference championship – He's he's coming back. I, I think, think I think I I think he needs to either get to the Super Bowl or barely lose the title game to keep his job. So and I I, I think that's fair. I would just say as a guy that started seven memorable games at left guard for the Cowboys in 2002 and is thus never, an expert on Dallas Cowboys. But I'll, I'll never I forget him. I still laugh at when we would go to uh, hotels. How many fans were there? Because I played for five teams, by far three times as many fans when I was with the Cowboys than any other team. And I remember thinking, like, do they know we stink? I was there <laughs> in the last seven games of the Campo era. So all I would say is, careful what you wish for a little bit, right? I mean, you guys remember what Chan Gailey was and Campo hey, and we got Lincoln Parcells Riley coming. And Wade Phillips we, and careful we, what we you got, wish for. We got Lincoln Riley coming, Ross. We're good. Hey, uh, hey! thanks for the time, man. We really appreciate it. All right. See you, dudes. Anytime. There yeah. he goes, the great Ross Tucker. He was Fun. great in that Thanksgiving Day game. Radio.com. Sports NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls are brought to you by Indeed. Post a job at Indeed.com slash hire. Catch Ross every weekday on Home and Home. His new show out on Radio.com. Just search Home on the Radio.com app. Thank you again, Ross, for joining us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.